0: Talking about yeah. Oh shit. That's right, baby. We are coming into the week. Heart Welcome to another episode of Chin Check And today we're going to be looking back At a uh, UFC Fight Night over in the Saki So, uh, yo, it was a short card But, <laughs> fuck <laughs> A lot of shit went down, right? So, people, let's get to it I gotta say, like this card this weekend It was a lot of fun But it, it must be the craziest hit card so far With all the COVID and everything like that Like I know there was one recently But I think that went down to what nine fights And um, the crazy thing about Saturday's card was I does. I remember looking at it, and I think we were at, I think we were at ten fights, right? And the one bit of news that I had seen was that Kevin Niverdad might be out of his fight against Brian Kelleher. That was it. That was the last bit of info that I saw, and then tuning in, and then you realise that, yeah. A few other fights had just gone. <laughs> a few fights had gone that I didn't even know were in the, you know, in mean, the chopping blocks, but so we end up with seven fights. Seven fights. Five of those fucking fights ended with a finish. I mean, that's not bad, right? When you break it down, that isn't bad at all and there was definitely some crazy moments so yeah like you know what I mean this this was a compromised card but we had some good fights and that's the real thing right so the prelims the prelims were like ended up being two two um two fights two fights that's all but it was all good you know we had um Anik and Cormier doing the announcing, and uh, yeah, good chemistry, that was fun, so the night started off with Cole Smith against Hunter Azur. so, um, you know, coming into this fight, right, um, I don't know, like, Smith, he, well, they were both coming off a loss, right, Coming into this fight Both coming off a loss Now they both Like both fighters Haven't been in the UFC for long So it was You know a fairly matched fight Which is you know Always interesting Right Now the big thing Like sometimes i don't even know like for some reason i think sometimes you see the fighters separately so you don't realize the difference between them but yes smith definitely had that you know what I mean? that that reach advantage on um hunter just the length like when you sometimes it's not always the arms right the arm difference might be similar but it comes with the legs the legs is really when you notice it a lot of the time And um, with this one You know, Smith, you could see that Smith was clearly trying to use the range Clearly trying to use the range But Hunter Hunter showed some really good movement you know, He was able to get inside and land Get inside and land And really just make Smith pay Right, so, um, yo, know, I think it was because Hunter was throwing some com- good combinations You know, good combinations, which was, I feel, the big thing Because Smith wasn't, he wasn't really throwing the, the same sort of work that Azur was And I think that was the big difference Now, Azur was able to get the takedown in the first and then also land the hook that put Smith down. So, he, he was coming in, you know, with a real good first round. And I think he kind of continued that with the second. And it was just continuing doing his thing, you know. Like, Smith was shooting a lot. But, yeah, like, Azul was just, you know, easy... Easily able to shrug those shots off You know, so he'd already built up A real big base coming into the third Now, Smith had a better third round Um, And I mean, when I say a better third round Like, that was just with the fact That he was able to get Azuz back With I don't know, I think it was probably 30 seconds left And so he's hunting for that rear naked But Azor did a really good job of fighting the hands And avoiding the choke Like, Smith was telegraphing a lot of the stuff he was doing Especially in that third round Because you knew he wanted to land that big knee up the middle That's that's the thing he just showed All the time, and yeah, you can't do that, right, because you you just let your opponent know exactly what you're going to do, you know, and that's what Azor (laughs) Azor saw and countered all the time, so yeah, it was a good win for Hunter, and um, yeah, righted the ship and pr- definitely probably helped his confidence, you know, after suffering the first loss of his career against um Brian Kelleher. So, yeah, that was fun. Uh, so, the next fight, man, this was a, 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 just a crazy one, right? So, it was a Vivian Arroja against Montana De La Rosa. Both real good fighters, you know what I mean? Both real good fighters. I always thought, though, that Della Rosa, yo, she's got, she always looked like she had just a strong take-down game and, you know, good work in the clinch and everything like that, right? That's what I'd seen from her in the past. Now, this fight, it, it, was, uh, it was an odd one, right? Because... It started off with Arugia coming forward, just pushing, but De La Rosa just countering really well, right? That's how it started, and you're thinking, okay, good work, De La Rosa, right? If it continues like that, yeah, she's going to walk away with a, a clear victory, but the crazy thing was uh, I say the crazy... It's it's not a crazy thing... But it's interesting... Because Erosia... Was able to... See what was happening... Right? And she made the change... Mid round... So it wasn't like she went back to the corner... And the corner was just like... Hey Viv... Do this... No, no, no... She saw... And she altered her approach... Which... You don't see that from everyone Right? Some people need to be told But some fighters They can just do that shit on the fly And that's very impressive You know? So what Aruja started to do She started to faint She started to faint And just that Just that Opened up Delarosa, And um yeah, De La Rosa just bit every time. So then Arusha was just able to still land. Oh, and they were good shots. She was landing. The other crazy thing was, De La Rosa didn't. She didn't try and block any of the of the leg kicks. Any of the leg kicks, I yeah, always kind of baffles me, right. Sometimes, I'm never quite sure if it's just because... But some people kick from a weird angle and, and don't telegraph. Like Gaethje. Gaethje's kicks. They're very quick. He doesn't telegraph them. So, you know what I mean? So, I think when it comes like that, sometimes you might miss the kick. So, then you get hit and it's just like, fuck! Wasn't able to block that, man. God damn it. Sometimes, though... Yeah, the, 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 you can see the kick is coming, but the fighter doesn't block the kick. And it never seems to go well for them, right? And De La Rosa's leg was fucked, which compromised just everything, right? Once her leg was fucked, it just meant her ability to take a down was pretty much done. Right, now she has no no base to get any power from And her movement's compromised So she's going to get hit more Right, so you could see that, you know, because of her leg She was now lunging Now lunging with the shots So she's getting countered with all of that so yeah, that really affected De La Rosa But, like, coming into the f- like further rounds though I think Arusha was winning the second round But then De La Rosa was able to come back Right, so you're thinking, oh, fuck Maybe De La Rosa won the second round Huh Yo, it, it got a little interesting But then, um, you know with the third round, Urgh. yeah, Arusha just, you know, she just basically pushed and um, just, yes, yeah, cemented, cemented the round for her, you know, because I think, uh, if it's even with the third round, De La Rosa started well, but she just seemed to lose focus right, just seemed to lose focus, and, um, it, you know, Arusha just took over, and just brought it home, so it was a real good win for Aruja, but you just kind of, ugh, you are a bit baffled with De La Rosa's approach, you know, because we've definitely seen her perform a lot better than that, you yeah, know, and just not let her legs get as chewed up, like, like they did, and just have her just maintain focus the full fight. But yeah, definitely a good win for Arusha, and um, yeah, be interesting to see who she faced next. But yeah, that was it, was a um, you know, a fun back and forth fight which uh led us into the main card. Okay, so we started the main card with Brian Kelleher Against his third opponent for this event Man, he's insane So, um, you know what I mean? So now he is fighting, uh, Ray Rodriguez Which is, you know, originally he was meant to fight Ricky Simone Then it went to Kevin Navidad And, uh yeah, now, Ray Rodriguez So, Rodriguez, man, I don't even know how much notice Because he weighed in on Friday Um. So yeah, that's probably the first time he got He found out about it So you've got to give Ray props, right? And starting the fight You know I mean? Rodriguez was showing really good movement you know what I mean, he was moving around well He was um, throwing out his kicks Yeah, just doing some good work He pressed Kelleher He you know, took the fight to him And that's when it all went a little wrong So uh, Rodriguez shot in, right Shot in, but yeah, Kelleher has a nasty guillotine. So, um Kelleher kind of blocked the shoe, grabbed the neck, fell back, and the guillotine was locked. And he cranked, and Rodriguez had to tap. Ah, oh, it was all done in thirty nine seconds. Man, it was definitely a good night for Kelleher. I believe that was his full fight of the year. You know, it sucks for Rodriguez. You could see he was frustrated. But, yeah, he came in on, man, like a day's notice. So, props to him, man. Props to him. You know what I mean? But, yeah, that was an interesting way to start the card. And, um... Hey, <laughs> that was the first of the five finishes. Ah, <laughs> oh, was there yeah, we then went on a roll. So yeah, that was a good fight for Kelleher. Um now after the fight he did say that, you know, he he still wanted to move back down to Bantamweight, but he's still not opposed to um taking more fights at featherweight So we'll have to see what happens on that front but we then jumped up to the uh, uh middleweight division and we had uh, um oh how do you pronounce this Fab Fabaniski I think that's kind of right against Andre Munes so um you know on paper this looked interesting right definitely looked interesting they both knew um you know how to get it down on the ground but you could see that Moons was probably the the more highly decorated in that regard. Now this was it, like this fight kind of went a little like the fight before. I mean it lasted longer but it was a little bit like the Kelleher um Rodriguez fight. Biz Fabrininsky he came in hard. You know what I mean. He was putting pressure on Munes. Um, he was pushing him, and he was trying for the takedown. Right. So yeah, he he was you know really working hard to get the takedown, but Munes was defending it well. Um. Yeah, I think he was try. You know, he went for a single leg, couldn't. So he 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 moves up. Moves up, and Moons is just like, oh, is that neck on offer? <laughs> Grabs it, falls back with a guillotine. Uh, it looked tight, looked tight. But Fabinsky, Fabrinsky even, he only did a good job fighting the hands and extricating himself from that, but so, this is the thing as soon as Fabrinsky escaped from the guillotine, Munes threw his legs up, threw his legs up for a triangle, and he kind of had the triangle locked, but not. <laughs> so, this was the interesting part, right? So, Fabrinsky, then you know. Shifts his position to avoid the triangle But, his Munes hadn't locked the triangle But as soon as Fabrinsky changes his posture Munes just, ah, oh, it was just so agile Just switches the legs, slaps the armbar And it's a wrap It's a wrap so, now, the, in- the what I would really love to know is, did Moons fake the triangle to get the armbar? Or was it just the fact that Fabrinsky moved his position so Moons, like, straightway saw that the armbar was a better way to go? Either way, it was slick as fuck. It, and, the you know, the transition was so smooth So smooth Like, that just shows you the levels of this shit You know what I mean? Because, you know I mean, to do it just uh, As intricately as that Like it was nothing Right? Man, that skill That straight up skill And, um Yeah, you know, munes ain't gonna be a joke in this middleweight division You know what I mean? I think, um, like, the middleweight division is a good fucking division, right? So it'll be interesting to see who he goes up against next I mean, yeah, I'm real interested to see who they, um, put him up against Because, yeah, he's got skills He's got skills man But um Okay so we went from this fight To Michelle Piera Against um Zelim Imadev And um Yeah so this was a Welterweight clash and these Two didn't really seem To like each other Didn't seem to like each other at All like it all Went down it, it, you know, at the weigh-ins when they faced off, like Zelim, yeah, slapped Pierre. I don't know what Pierre said to him, but yeah, and um, Pierre weren't happy about that. So, man, it was like it was so many fucking occasions when these two. I think it was the end of the first round, and they're just like, "Your know, Pierre is just yapping," at, um, Emader um you know, and, and the ref and the callers had to like pull them pull them back it was insane it was crazy straight up crazy so straight away with this fight you know Pierre you know he just showed his just ability level you know what I mean like they were both showing a lot of movement but Pierre landed a big right. He only landed a a couple of those Um, And as, like, Zelim moved forward Piera just hit him with a big knee up the middle Landed an uppercut uh, Like, uh, you know, a kind of a showtime kick but the interesting thing was, so in the past where, um you know, Piera went a little bit OTT with the flashy shit, he was able to kind of, you know, pull it back a bit. So he didn't go too crazy. But every time he landed, it was a big shot, right? Now, Imadev he landed a few. He you know, he was able to land the uppercut a few times. But they like the shots didn't have that same effect, you know, but every time Pierra hit Imadev you know Imadev you know he he visibly either took a step back or you know, a stumble. Like you could see that the shot was had some power behind it. <laughs> you could see it had some power behind it So that was the um, That was the big thing But Pierre You know Imadev would push forward And Pierre just Man he, he just Was able to move out the way You know great movement You know both with feet And the head And then counter You know And, and he made Every shot count That was the thing He even you know, Got a, a flash Knockdown of Imadev Towards the end of the first round Right, so we come into The second and it's kind of More of the same It's more of the same Now, there was a bit when um, You know, Piera Started to get Crazy With the flashy shit and taunting, like he just slapped Imadev a few times, oh my god, it was insane, you know it is, it, like, I think we see seen a few fights when someone just slapped someone, but Pierre did it several times, and then he was just mocking Imadev. But this is the thing, Imadeb was then just pushing forward. You could see he was angry, but couldn't land. Couldn't land. And then Piera had the cheek and audacity to then just slap him again. (laughs) So he's already pissed. Then he walks into another slap. So then he walks into another slap, and then he gets hit with, like, a a full fist. And it's just like, oh, and then he stumbles. You know, it was just... Oh boy, oh fucking boy So we're coming into the third and yeah, Vieira is clearly up Just clearly up and just really feeling it You know what I mean? He's, He's showboating But he's also being effective and really effective as he does it You know, that was was a thing. And you did worry. You did worry a little bit because, you know, we've seen Fiera just performing real well and then just doing something crazy and throwing the fight away. You know what I mean? But, yeah, that didn't happen here. He just continued, continued with the dominance. Just avoiding everything that Imadev really just threw at him, you know? Um, and the crazy thing was, right? So, even though Fiera was, like, dominating the fight, right? So, we there was about, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds left. And Pierre was able to get a... a Body lock Which he then used To hit a huge Slam takedown And uh, As soon as Imadev hit And kind of rolled Pierre jumped On the back Sunk in a rear naked And Got the tap Now the tap was a little Contagious contentious content, yeah, that's the word right, that's the word, contentious right, yes, yes don't know why I doubt myself sometimes people, but yeah because you could see that dev was a little like oh, I didn't tap, I didn't tap now, when you looked at it it does look at the beginning, like it looks like he may have quickly tapped then kind of thought about it, and then tried to fight the hands, but, uh, it was just a weird, it was weird, but, like, either way, even if, right, he you know, you you didn't count it as a tap, Pierre is still, (laughs) he was winning the fight, even if it was going to the judges, right, but it does look like it was a quick, a quick tap and then a change of mind. You know what I mean? But, yo, either way, Pierre um d- just dominated the fucking fight. And it, it, it's kind of like, yo, that's what you need to do when it's the last fight of your contract. <laughs> you know what I mean? When it's the last fight of your contract, you want to re-up. You know I mean? And you want some power when you're re-upping. And especially when you've done some crazy shit in the past. You're into blow shit. Right? So that's the performance you want. Like to show that you can dominate a fight. And you're still looking for the finish. So a big win for Piera. It'll be interesting to see him against like the top The top 10 Maybe like Maybe the top 15 I'm not quite sure who's in the top 15 Definitely Just that higher echelon of competition Right That's who I'm real interested to see him fight now You know Like is Neil Magny in that division? Hmm I think he is I'm not quite sure I forget if he's middleweight or world away. But yeah Just someone You know what I mean? Someone different, right? Like, I don't think you could put him up against a Wonder Boy yet But, you know what I mean, someone a, a little bit further down But, yeah, definitely a stiffer test That'd be interesting But now we go into the co-main event The rescheduled clash of, um, Ovenson Prue Against Alonzo Menafield Um... Yo, this is another one of those fights, right? When there's, I don't know, like, you know, I've seen Menafield, right? And he always looks huge. But then you see him up against, you know what I mean, OSP, and he's just like, oh, (laughs) fuck, yeah. OSP is like so much bigger. So much bigger man It's crazy Like it was interesting to see The fact that they had both Like changed their routine You could clearly see that OSP was in a lot better condition To Probably his last fight In the light heavy You know what I mean And Menafield He definitely had looked better too And you could see the Like I think he was probably moving better and able to conserve his energy better, right? So I think that was that was a big thing that you saw straight away in this fight. I mean, straight away as this fight started, you could see Medefield was coming in hot. You mean he wanted to land a big shot, and he was throwing these um bursts. These quick bursts with, you know, four-punch combinations, something like that, right? And, um, yeah, he wanted to land that big shot, try and get it just over with. And he did land, right? But St. Prude just kind of just shrugged it off every time. And... Like the difference <laughs> You know Menafield is moving around All of this sent so through Hey he's just staying calm You know what I mean He's just it just seemed to slower of the two But just Easy going Just throwing out the jab The kick And he'd land a stiff one too The Yeah you, you could think, like, ooh, I think medafield felt that, right? And and that's what was going down. Like, OSP did a really good job of controlling the octagon. Controlling the octagon and controlling the action. Like, he brought medafield's pace down to his. You know, because medafield it, it seemed that he was having a bit of difficulty getting inside. Right, and when he did, he he just couldn't dominate. Right, couldn't dominate. But as OSP, he might land a you know an elbow, or a, a you know an uppercut or something like that, which is just like ooh, I don't like this. <laughs> Let me get back out. Let me get back out and and try again with a maybe a little flurry, right. There was a point, though, at the end of the first where Meadowfield, you know, he hit a big, um, a big combo, ended with a big hook, and you did, it did seem to stumble OSP a bit, right? But, yeah, hard to tell, hard to tell. Now, second round starts, and, um... OSP you know he's throwing some good kicks and good kicks to the um to the body of Medafield right Medafield though was still showing good movement right trying to move around still struggling to get in the inside and um yeah OSP he was throwing a lot more body kicks a lot more body kicks and you could see that yeah Medafield didn't really like them um, and the thing was I think Medifield got kind of frustrated, right, kind of got frustrated, and he you know when o s p landed, he wanted to land his own, right he wanted to be like, all right, you hit me, I'm hitting you back, so he comes in, but he he overreaches, and he'd done that a few times. But was able to get away with it This time OSP He just stepped back And hit a left hook And the left hook It just connected perfectly Connected perfectly And Menafield Just face plants Just face plants And that was it Just didn't move Right, and you saw OSP. He, he took a, a a step and then just was like, nah, it's done, <laughs> and walks off. It was just like, yo, OSP, yo, you know what I mean? Like, for everyone that doubted him, OSP just, you know what I mean? He, 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 uh, it was like Friday, you got knocked the fuck out, <laughs> that was it man, OSB just told everyone what was what, and um, yeah, it's interesting, right, because hey, the light heavyweight division is just all up now, all up, John Jones, he's stepped away, and you know, you look at you know, the people in that division, and you just think to yourself, and this is what I feel that the the title is going to change hands so many times. We're not gonna get another reign at the top like John Jones. You know, I mean? we're gonna see just that belt change hands a lot, right? That's what I feel, and um with performances like this, it wouldn't surprise me if OSP gets to wear that belt at some point. Yeah, that's what I think. I think OSP could be a light heavyweight champion in a few fights. So, uh, yeah, it was a, <laughs> I mean, a good fight to lead us into the main event. Which was Alistair Overeem against Augusto Sacchi. And Overeem has been fighting for 20 years. 20 fucking years. Like, I feel he started in 99. Right? I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy. And especially the fact that, yo, we... He... Basically got decapitated by Ungano, right? And we've seen him get, like, Kane just just fucked him up. We have, we have seen people just go at Overeem, and Overeem just lose bad. But we've then seen him go away, reinvent himself, come back. And hey, you know, this new iteration of Overeem It's interesting, man He is not reckless Not reckless at all But on the flip, we got Saki Who is that new generation of fighter New generation So it's just like, yo You know what I mean? What can he do? What can he do That Overeem hasn't seen? Now, seeing them in there, like, Saki was big, man, Zaki was definitely big, and the bigger of the two, right, and the thing with this fight, this was, uh, it was an interesting situation, right, now, Overeem was, you know what I mean, staying calm, Good defense Saki would, you know, come forward with these blitzes And, um, like, when he did Because you wondered, can Overeem, like, withstand the big shots And, um, yeah Like, I remember Saki came forward in the first round with a blitz And, yo, he landed shots this is the thing, he landed some shots And he kept on throwing this like tomahawk hammer fist Right, he would do that a lot But Overeem would cover up Cover up, so avoid a lot of the damage And then circle away Right, now the first time though He, you know mean, he took the shots, and they were looking, oh, fuck, are they big shots, are they big shots, Um, and especially the hooks that would come in, because those, he didn't always block, right, and then Saki landed some knees in the clinch, but, you know what I mean, we're we're, we're dealing with a pro here, and Overeem, you know I mean, he knows a Thai clinch Right, he knows that plum, so he's able to break the plum and land his own knees. Right, land his own knees, get some uppercuts, get some elbows on the inside, and um, move around. Right, and like over he landed his own shots, you know, he landed a good overhand, right, and stuff like that in the first... But the, the thing was, it was the activity, right? Saki, he was throwing more He was throwing more And Overeem, although he was defending well, right? He just wasn't doing as much So we then go into the second And the second is, it's very similar it, it, you know it's very similar to you know to the first round over in he's landing some kicks and everything like that um you know what I mean? but he he's just not doing as much he he in the clinch he's getting off some good knees you know what I mean? getting off some good knees getting off some elbows and he he's do when he's landing he's landing well and he's always connecting so even though he's not throwing a lot when he does throw he's usually landing uh, but it, it's just when you're looking at who's doing the who's doing what and also Saki's the one pushing forward but at the end of the second round Saki is looking a little tired so you're like, hmm okay well this is interesting. Right, so um, we go into the third, and um, you know again, Saki's coming with the flurries and everything like that. Overing, he he's doing a better job now. He he's doing a better job, and he, he's getting off a few shots now. It really, it really goes interesting because. You know, Saki hits a huge blitz, right? He he starts coming with these extended blitzes. You know, he threw one at the end of the second, but you know, he threw a couple in the third. And after after the last one, you're just like, ooh, Overing's looking a little bit tired. But he he the crazy thing was, he gets a body lock. Then gets the takedown And it's um Yeah it was a decent takedown And he just lands some ground and pound Lands some good ground and pound And you're just like Ooh Yeah that was good And that probably Got over in the round Right That probably got over in the round So now we're just like Okay Alright it's Probably 2-1. It's probably 2-1. Now, I believe Saki's corner had even said after the second round they thought it might be 1-1. So, I mean it's hard to tell, but you you go with the third and you think no, Obering definitely won the third now. Alright? So it just changes things. And what we saw as well when Overing got the takedown, Saki didn't really do much to try and stand. He kind of seemed content. Like he, he was trying to land the up kick a lot. But once Overing was able to get past the, the legs, Saki wasn't really doing much. He you know he wasn't like Getting on his hips, using butterfly, it just you know, what I mean? he wasn't doing anything to try and stand up. So now we go to the fourth round. And yeah, things are interesting, right? Oh, I will say at the end of the um of the third, when Overeem's landing, he does land a, a an elbow that does give um a, a slight cut on Saki. It's not a huge cut, but it's a slight cut. Um, so, we're coming into the fourth round, and Overeem is looking tired. He's looking tired. But Zaki is coming forward with blitzes. You know, he's pushing Overeem back. And Overeem is covering up. Not throwing anything in response. Right, he's he's showing good movement, he's circling away So he's not getting pinned on the fence But he's not countering, he's not really throwing anything And so you were just thinking, oh, did Overing gas himself? Is that what happened? What's happening here, you know? What is happening? And Saki, it looks like because you know his corner was just like, look, you need, you need to come out big. You need to come out big, and that's what he was doing. He gets Overeem up against the fence, and he lands two big elbows, two big elbows that cut Overeem. I think he had a small cut, but the this these elbow really fucking cuts Overeem up. So he's bleeding a lot Right and we're just like ooh Oh fuck What's what's happening here man Oh shit it's your kind, Because you were just thinking Oh it's over and coming back You know it was just like exciting And just the thought of it You know and and in his 40s Coming back and getting this It was just like shit But now you're just like ooh oh, Hopefully he doesn't get hurt but he's able to get this weird single leg takedown. Yo, know, it's a bit of a suicide throw takedown. Because, yeah, DC is just like, what the fuck is that? Because oh, the weird thing about it is Overeem, he's, he's bringing Saki down kind of on top of him and rolling him. So, it's a dangerous one. Because if, if you've if got someone who's a little savvy, you know what I mean? If they change their posture, they're landing on top of you, right? But Saki wasn't. So, yeah, over and get Saki down and then unloads. Now, this was, oh, I feel this was halfway through the round. Or at least with maybe three minutes into the round, right? It was a, it was a longer period this than the last round. And so, Overeem is on top and he is just unloading. Like, elbows, hammer fists. Like, sitting back and just throwing, like, big shots to the midsection. That head... Oberyn is unloading, like everything he's got, he is dropping on Saki, and he is, <laughs> it's brutal, it's fucking brutal, he's now open, he is really open. Saki up, Saki is bleeding a lot, and at the end, at the end of the fourth round, Saki looks done, Like he's crazy as well because over it He gets up and he Turns around and he offers His hand to Saki and then he's Just like hold on what the fuck am I doing (laughs) And then walks away But yeah Saki he stayed On the ground a little bit A little long A little long so you're just like Fuck That was That was crazy and for a minute you're like Is he Gonna get up, like he's getting up, right? Does he just stay there a little long? And it, yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah, we're now in the fifth round, and it's at least 2 2, right? It's at least 2 2, and you could even give over in a 10 8 for that round because the amount of dominance he showed right the amount of dominance he showed and there was moments when it looked like the herb herb Dean was gonna stop the fight so you know I mean? at if you really you know what I mean breaking it down it you could be coming into the fifth two two or overing is up right But, yeah, it's all about this last round. And I think Oberyn had just seen how easy it was getting Saki down. And the fact that Saki just showed just no interest in getting up. And that was the the craziest thing here. You know what I mean? He's down, but he's just not trying to stand. You're like... What the fuck? How are you not trying to stand? So, Overing comes out. He he throws just a lackluster jab. And then goes straight for the takedown. You know what I mean? It's just like a jab to make Saki step back to the fence. And then, yeah, he's in on the takedown. And again, he does his weird single leg suicide throw takedown. And gets it And gets it with ease So he's on top He's on top And yo This is just You He lands an elbow Right And the first elbow he lands You just You look at Saki And you just feel Oh fuck Saki doesn't want to be here Like, the way Saki just kind of turned his head, it's like he wanted to shell up, but the way Overeem was on top of him, he couldn't, right? And, yeah, it was just this look like, oh, no. So, it was just like, fuck. This is going to get nasty. And Overeem drops two more elbows. And each time... Yo, just Saki's face is getting bloodier and bloodier He then sits back Lands two hammer fists And Herb is just like Nah, this this has to This is done, man This is done you know, He has just taken way too much shit and And it's not even like Saki was just like, no, 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 how could you stop the fight? I was still, you know, Saki just laid there He just laid there, hurt and exhausted So, you know what I mean? Herb stopped that fight, uh, you know, perfectly But Saki had nothing left And this was, it was incredible, man It was like, especially when you, you just seeing the way Overeem was in the third round. At the point where he just looked so tired. He looked so tired to then have him hit the takedown. And then just realize, I can take him down. You know what I mean? And then again in the fourth. And the fourth was very pivotal. Because I think you he Overeem was able to see how hurt Saki was. And the fact that he just couldn't counter the ground and pound. You know? So, yeah, this was freaking huge. And especially when you look at the last few fights. Like, Overeem, I mean, he was in crazy trouble in the Walt Harris fight. But he was able to... He ain't just come back, and he did it again So you're just looking at this and going Fuck, I think Overing could maybe make one last run at this title I think he could do that But, you know what I mean, you're just like How many more fights, right? How many more fights? But you kind of feel that he might want to try and get a shot before John Jones. You read? Know I mean? Because, hey, I don't know. Uh, that's when it gets a little crazy. But yeah, Overine has just showed that uh, you know, he ain't fucking around. He's making that last run. And um, with all the shade, Derek Lewis was, fra- after each round, Derek Lewis was tweeting out like, Nah, i give that round to Saki I think Saki won that round 10-7 Like, Derek Lewis was going hard <laughs> He was going hard Now, Lewis is fighting Curtis Blades next Right, but you kind of feel it thinking Hmm, does um, Overeem wait and fight Lewis after the Blades fight? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting, right? But, god damn it Alex Overeem, hey, he ain't going nowhere, he ain't going nowhere, and um, Augustus Saki, he needs to work on his takedown offense, he really fucking does, because oh, it wasn't pretty what we saw tonight, you know what I mean, Um, so there was no fight of the night, but we get four performance of the nights, and um, I feel that's good. I feel that's good. I kind of also feel that the the um certain people are gonna just get a bonus regardless. You know what I mean? Um. So we get Brian Kelleher for his guillotine submission of Ray Rodriguez. Um Andre Munez for his armbar of Bartosz Faberinski. Uh, Michel Pereira for his rear naked choke of Zalim Imadev. And Ovinson proved for his knockout of Alonzo Menafield. So, yeah, you're like, yeah, all oh, that makes sense, right? Because they were all the finishes other than Overeem. And, um, yeah, Overeem's going to get some sort of bonus. You know what I mean? Just one of those locker room bonuses that always get handed out but aren't just talked about. That's what I kind of feel. But, yeah. From what happened with all the fights dropping, this turned out to be a real crazy ass fun event. So yeah, awesome, and um, you know, continues next week. Uh, Michelle Wooderstone, Angela, S- Angela Smith. It's not Angela Smith, is it? Fuck, man, it's Angela. Um. Overkill Oh, Fuck I can't think of her surname But you know who I'm thinking of people But we got that Anyway Yeah (laughs) There we go man There we go Okay people So we are drawing to an end of another episode Surprisingly There isn't a whole heap of news This week Well uh, This week Today but you know, there's stuff bubbling. There's stuff bubbling for sure. Um, well, firstly, let's take a look at this. So, Austin um, Vanderford, he is the latest fighter to fall foul to COVID. So, he's not going to be able to fight at Bellator 246 um, next weekend. He is being replaced. Uh, by Pat Casey uh, So Casey will now be fighting Daniel Madrid um, Yo, so, uh, you know, the one thing that, you know, I wonder about this How is this going to affect, affect, even, Paige And her, uh, you know, her whole prep for uh, bare knuckles But I'm sure, you know what I'm, they making enough money on Insta I'm sure they can work that shit out Right So, next up William Knight Who uh, got a contract Last week on the Contender Series He is now going to fight He's going to be fighting Aleska K- Kamour At UFC 253 Now, this is Adesanya v Costa Which takes place on the 26th of September And it's the first card on the return to Fight Island So, um, that's not bad for Knight Gets to go to Fight Island (laughs) Yo, for his first fight in the UFC (laughs) Not bad, man Not bad at all So, let's jump to uh, UFC Two fifty-four, which is also on Fight Island, and that's Khabib V. Well, Miranda Mara, Miranda Maverick will be making her, you know, her debut finally. Um, you know, she was meant to uh, do it. Gosh, I feel in June. But um, yeah, injury uh, pulled her out of that one So she is going to be fighting Liana Juju um, And that's on the 24th of October Then people, on the 5th of December uh, Beth Carrera will be fighting Wu, Wu Yanan And um, this will actually be her last ever fight Not just in the UFC But she's retiring This is going to be it for Carrera Yo, you know what I mean? hey, Hey, it's not been a bad career You know, she hasn't won a belt But she's been in there You know what I mean? She challenged for the title Yo, she was, you know what I mean? One of the first females in the UFC so, hey That is not a career to hang your head about You know what I mean? But people, that is us For uh, this episode We're going to be back on Wednesday Where we're going to be previewing um, The upcoming card Of Walter Stone v. Hill And looking back at the Contender Series So, um, yo People Enjoy the fights, and we'll catch you on Wednesday. Okay? Cool. Peace!